Why You'll Never Be a Rapper, a memoir mixtape by Josh What's-His-Name Lefkowitz, forward by Fonte Coleman. Chapter 18. I met John Moskowitz through a mutual friend. He was a peculiar guy, but for some reason, we clicked pretty early on. I don't know if it was the hip-hop Jew thing that we shared or the fact that we were born just a few days apart, but meeting him felt like I had reconnected with someone from summer camp who I was cool with when I was 12. On the surface, we were very different. John was born and raised in Greenwich Village, was an only child, and grew up in what sounded like a fairly emotionally unstable environment. What I admired about him was not that he could have been a character in the movie Kids, but that he had done something creatively that had worked. It was called Blue Eyes Meets bed and it was huge. Mashups were massive at the time, so much so that a producer like Danger Mouse could establish a full-fledged career off a mixtape. He blended lyrics from Jay-Z's Black Album over beats made from samples of the Beatles' White Album and aptly called it the Grey Album, obviously. Word got around of the simplistic brilliance of the CD and led to Danger Mouse becoming half of Gnarls Barkley, Broken Bells, Danger Doom, and producing an entire Red Hot Chili Peppers album. John wasn't a producer, but he knew he belonged in music, so he did something about it. After an initial project called Bob Deep, Mob Deep Lyrics, Bob Marley Beats, he got a producer friend of his to blend notorious B.I.G. lyrics over beats made from Frank Sinatra samples, and Blue Eyes Meets bed was born. 30,000 copies deep, John was riding high on creative success from a strategy he had created all on his own. He formed relationships with all the bootleggers around the city who helped move his product like keys of dope. As the popularity grew, he got placement in mixtape Mecca Burkina on Houston Street and Fat Beats. I don't know what gave him the confidence, the angle, or the know-how to make all of this happen, but it was masterful. And as every new order came in, so did the cease and desist letters from Warner Brothers, the company that owned the rights to Frank Sinatra's catalog. John would just laugh and wave them off like they were schoolyard threats. I didn't know it then, but I realize now that John possesses the one quality that allowed me to get along with people well, and that is duality. He was a nice guy who could be a pushover at times, but at the same time, his willingness to incite or get involved in a physical altercation was serious. He had a ton of self-confidence, but also seemed incredibly self-conscious. It made him a mixed bag, and frankly, you never knew what to expect from him. He always joked that he was 5'7", but had the torso of a man who was 6'3", and that in itself was confusing. Because of his drive, his connections to the bootleggers, his success, and my gut feeling, I decided that we should get him down with Jimmy Joshua to add a fresh perspective to our company. I pitched it to Rue, and his first reaction was, we don't need anyone else running our label. I explained that John didn't seem like the type of person to try to take control of a situation, but would rather offer his strategies. Though hesitant, Rue told me to set up a meeting to see if we vibed. I called John to pitch him on the idea of joining our company. He too was apprehensive, but agreed to meet us at our next recording session just a few days later. John showed up at our mutual friend Swindle studio, just as I was midway through recording a new freestyle for a yet-to-be-created mixtape. Sounds good, man, John said in his signature tone after hearing what I had just recorded. Thanks, I told him. Let me play you some other stuff, though. 
I unleashed a fury of original songs on John as if he was the senior VP of Interscope. His face scrunched all the way up as he furiously nodded his head to every beat. The music was undoubtedly good, but to ensure it had the maximum effect, I played it as loud as I could. That was a trick Melvin had taught me. Everything sounds better loud, he used to say. He was right. After hearing what I was working with and giving him copies of volumes 1 and 2.1, I got the nod from Rue to pop the question. Yo, man, I saw what you did with Blue Eyes, and we'd love to see if we could work together. Yeah, Moscow said, sounding excited. Yeah, like, me and him run the label, but we could use some new ideas and some of your marketing savvy, Ruth said to him, drawing his line in the sand. Exactly, I continued. I just think it could be a really good fit for all of us. Like, you could help really get us into the mixtape game on your reputation, and you can take credit for discovering me. All the while, you're guaranteeing yourself a spot on the winning team. It's a win-win. Yeah, it sounds cool, John said. Let me take these CDs home with me and think about it. I'll call you guys in a few days. He asked Swindle for a copy of what we had just recorded and went on his way. We agreed emphatically and after a few days he called to let me know he was down. We felt good about expanding our company and adding an employee of sorts to the fold. We had no money to pay John or take him out to pop bottles, but to celebrate him joining the team, we had a special Jimmy Joshua t-shirt made up just for him, complete with Moscow on the back, a nickname I had given him. From that day forward, we capitalized on the music industry connections that John had established for himself from his hard work and internships. In situations where the artist need not be present, Rue and John would go to events or meetings together as a two-man team, leaving me behind to be mysteriously busy recording music, or whatever. Frankly, I couldn't have been happier to be absent for those. I never had an inkling of interest in meeting with douchebag A&Rs or networking with people for the sake of getting them to like and believe in my music enough to bestow upon us their precious connections. With one more person doing what I didn't want to do, I could simply make music and allow not one, but two people to chase down fake friendships in awkward social settings. As I had told Rue, we had been trying to get on simply on our own merits, and I thought it was time to try somebody else's. Sometimes John and I would hang out, grab a beer, and just talk about hip-hop logically. Though we were different in some ways, we were both born to Jewish families with New York City roots, and culturally, we understood what that meant regarding how our minds were shaped. We understood that in a lot of ways, we were born with certain expectations for success and financial stability. Both of us lived our lives knowing that our accomplished doctor fathers were wondering what in the hell we were doing with our lives, which would lead us to constantly second-guess our pursuits of happiness. John actually had something to show for his latest endeavor, but I imagine the illegalities of his mixtape probably caused his I done good conversation to fall on deaf ears. I pictured talks with his dad to resemble the one that Johnny Depp's character has in Blow with his father right before the cops come crashing through the door to arrest him. I never met Dr. Moskowitz, but I always imagined him quoting Ray Liotta. Let me tell you something, John. You would have been great at anything. Rue, who was far less socially flexible than I, seemed to share nothing in common with John other than a belief that his way was not only the right way, but frankly, the only way. The two of them butted heads constantly, and any suggestion out of John's mouth was usually regarded as nonsense first before it was ever even considered. John had his annoying and awkward tendencies too, but Rue treated him as if he was just there to give, and I knew that John felt like we were just there to take, leaving me to play middleman and mediator. Eventually, John suggested that if we really wanted to take advantage of all the relationships he had built from his BEMBS project, we would need to put out a mixtape with a theme 
rather than what we had been releasing. It was a great suggestion, not like the time he asked if I wanted to be on a reality show about white rappers, which turned into VH1's The White Rapper Show. That would have been a disaster. We strived to constantly evolve and keep our music fresh, and we didn't want to beat a dead horse. John had lit the fuse, but we fanned the flames. As he began spouting out ideas for our next release, however, it became clear that we were on different pages about what direction we wanted our music to go. His suggestions were based mostly on his eclectic musical tastes rather than what was best for us commercially, and all we could do was virtually ignore and talk over him. Ooh, I got it, John said with excitement. Listen, what you guys need to do is... Wait, I got it, I said. Nah, listen, John said confidently. What's his name versus the Neptunes? I already have like five or six joints that I've done over Neptune beats, and I can knock like seven, eight more out in no time. Ooh, I like that, Ruse said while wearing a sinister smile. Yeah, that's cool, but John said as I cut him off. No, listen, if I knock this out the right way, we can submit it to Star Trek, and it'll be like an audition tape over their beats. I mean, who wouldn't want to sign me after making a whole mixtape full of nothing but their beats? You know I want to sign with Pharrell big time. Rue loved it. Damn, yo, imagine all the free bass we get, I yelled while laughing. Listen, listen, John said, trying to bring us back down to earth. We gotta think about this before we make any moves. No fucking way, Rue said, high off the excitement. We doing it. What's his name versus the Neptunes is a fucking go. We jumped off the couch, slapped hands and hugged in celebration. But John wasn't celebrating. He was sitting there observing a two-man team that shared something that he did not. A personal connection. Rue and I had started this thing together and we were best friends. Rue knew that if I had an idea for some music that it was best to first listen. He'd believe it was going to be as good as I said first before trying to add to the creative process because I had yet to let him down. We liked my music better than anyone else's so why would we change the formula? It was what drove our friendship, my passion for making music and his desire to work harder every day to ensure that my music would be heard. But John was an outsider. He was logical almost to the point of being a pessimist. It was an attitude that I could relate to in my real life, but for some reason as a musician I could see past that, one of my biggest character flaws, and exhibit optimism. I couldn't be mad at John for thinking the way he did, but I could ignore his idea and remember that this was the house that Jimmy and Joshua built, and that frankly, he was just crashing on the couch. Star Wars was getting made with or without John's enthusiasm. For the next few weeks, I was as creatively high as I'd ever been. I already had a freestyle from Volume 2 that I'd recorded over a Neptunes-produced Slim Thug beat, as well as the Touch remix, Lyrics Like Crack, and Holla Back Girl. The first thing I did was sit down at my computer and download every Neptunes-produced instrumental that I could think of. Once I had about 20 to choose from, special shout-out to LimeWire, may you rest in peace, I went on with my regular routine. I spent my 45-minute subway commute as personal writing time and began any new ideas I could chip away at. Between apartment showings and Craigslist ad postings, I continued to write and flesh out ideas. In record time, I was banging out three, four, sometimes six songs in a week, then going into the studio to record them faster and more perfectly than I'd ever recorded songs in my life. When I was finished, the rundown was, well, it was this. Ladies and gentlemen, all friends and relatives, what we presenting and what you're now witnessing is brought to you by the most intelligent plus the most relevant group representatives. 
Jimmy Joshua, mixtape supremacist. We flood the market, use whatever synonyms. The rap games like Thanksgiving and what's his name in them? We like sweet potatoes, motherfucker. I got the formula for this music. I'm high. You want to, you can use it. I'm not a selfish dude. You can do it. I rock. You can too if you do it. I, I, I. Or shall I say we do what's logical, not what we see. All things are possible, you just gotta be A whole lot smarter and spending money And logically, nobody goes into a store And buys a CD from a cat they never heard before If you don't have dough to promote Which you don't, how will anybody know That your album is dope? Or even that it exists, I'm mad in Trying to coach your ass in The businessman status, my crew's the baddest I got the whole team Me, Rude, John Mosco, and Sean D So follow me, I mean follow we Do what we do don't do what we see We got two tools to use and help thee Cause for an unsigned struggling MC Bruh, we got no singles and mixtapes We bomb NC hard and we switch states The first three free, but no, now we get paid Coming out fast like switch plays Yo, bruh, we got no singles and mixtapes We bomb NC hard and we switch states The first three free, but no, now we get paid Coming out fast like switch Leave me alone Stop calling my friends on the motherfucking phone And stop acting like things were so perfect I was good to you and you treated me like bird shit See, we was good for a long time Fell in love, you started tripping And my ass was hogtied I stayed around, man I did your ass a favor Till you started with that nonsense We'll get into that later, she said Please, you don't love me You just want to bug me You a drama queen Go and find your self-esteem You had me going The sex was mind-blowing Next step and moving forward Involved me proposing But, but Thank the Lord that I woke up Now you won't be back since we broke up They call me what's his motherfucking name Never smiling pictures cause it's not a fucking game Fuck, they think I say fuck too much But fuck that, I can't tell these fucks enough I gotta let these fucks know what the fuck is up And let these young boys know not to fuck this up And let these old men know to get back in the cut I can't be fucked with some bitch with what? Shit, yeah, these cats got a lot of shit with them When the shit hits the fan, the shit'll catch up with them Shit, this shit takes much more than rhythm Plus I keep more shit on my plate than Thanksgiving We grinding Grinding, goddamn, it's all about timing. My future's so damn bright that it's blinding. I'm out for the damn gold, like we mining. Damn, damn, they say what's his name's the man, and they got damn right. I got him dancing a can can. I need a girlfriend, so I'ma make him the band fan. And runs two daughters. Oh, forgive me, father, forgive me, reverend, rabbi, brethren, the whole congregation, all radio stations, dirty mouth, make him say I'm going to Satan, but nah, he gon' have to keep waiting. Fuck, I always write rhymes and these cats can't. Touch, but everybody say that I cuss too much I gotta clean it up, yo, I mean it, what? And stop using words like shit, damn and fuck Oh man, I just did it again I gotta hold back, run some soap on my pen I gotta go back to when I was about ten But wait, I cussed too much then Oh man, I gotta... They call me Capital Dub Catch a motherfucker in the back of the club Any given time, catch me laughing it up At the fact that you cats really actually suck 
Yo, they call me Capital Dub. Catch a motherfucker in the back of the club. Any given time, catch me laughing it up at the fact that you cats really actually suck. Yo, on and on, and I'm in my zone, and you can't take me out. I won't lose control, and you heard it from the source. April 27th Taurus. I never fall in love unless the cootie cat is served. Yes, my shoe game is great, from dunks to bathing apes, and ones that shiny gray. I call them my duct tapes. Them dimes is all fake. My wife will be an eight. My rhymes, my saving grace. Your rhymes as a mistake. Man, I can't wait. This music is my fate. I'ma keep the buzz buzzing. I'm hotter than spring break. Dog, look at his face with styles like murder mace. I'm a prime rib. You a two dollar steak. A cow till they cash and set trends in fashion. Cold as in Alaskan. Got people asking why you like these. They got that Neptune feel. Fuck that rap. I'm trying to get the Star Trek deal. They call me what? Sis. Name. Run the whole gamut Talk slick prick Your ass is getting slandered Plus commit libel If you give me the chance To hold your little goods And damage Hip-hop fanatic Raps are fantastic You trying to compete You got high hopes and standards Only thing you ever won Was a fuckboy pageant And yo I mean that too Pepper spray rapper Cause a mean hat chew Gotta head west The sneakers is the best Ass rule Plus I heard the cartoon Do a mean tattoo The rapper since Mercury Sign Yag fool. I mess with Southern Bells and queens from Gabu MCs run for cover when I spit Not you on some method man shit Oh my god, not you And what's his name? Shit Can't no other rapper rock a beat like this Can't no other rapper rock a beat like this Can't no other rapper rock a beat like this They say it, they say it And what's his name? Shit Can't no other rapper rock a beat like this Can't no other rapper rock a beat like this And can't no other rapper rock a beat like this Hey yo, seriously Know you like volumes 1 and 2 2.1 was better Holler back, made your move You heard a bit about me, 99, 2000 ASAP was out and getting half a thousand Spins a month, but yo, the phone, it never rung I know I should have BDS'd it, man, forgive me, I was young Even though my name sat on the tip of your tongue I stayed a local hero, plus I stayed unsung But what I did was never undone I'm a hustler, ask about me, I strive for number one I kept sending my tape in, till I had a new plan Me and Rue, man, we about to start our clip Started putting joints out, man, they started to stick To my music like flies on shit Now you all gassed up about me and you want to talk future I'm a center and a shooter number you one draft pick You know that my voice the bomb You know that my songs are crown Labels keep fronting I need a million bangs Just give me my budget homes And we can just get it on Labels stop fronting You know you want me babe Hey yo, I met you in the club You was hot, did he? I ignored you I guess that's what turns you on Walking all up on me like I turned you from A good girl, good world, to some porno scum So you whispered in my ear, I put no effort in Whisper to your girl, I don't wanna have sex with her A couple more drinks, we started exiting Stage right, late night, back to the residence You was pressed to give me that Now you upset, you gave it up too fast But I ain't gon' holler back, girl I ain't gon' holler back, girl It was cool, we had a real good time But calling you we're in my mind Cause I ain't gon' holler back, girl I ain't gon' holler back, girl F that shit, F that shit No way F that shit, F that shit 
fell from the law, I spit chronic Didn't say I sold it, I used to, but honest Been rapping since the days of the Juice Crew, I promise Been serious about it since Black Moon and Onyx Or Snoop had hydraulics Had it covered like a duvet, two pays and two ways Got rid of on Tuesday Got a new phone, so to find me, gotta think of a new way Man, I heard what them dudes say, they group A's And you can read about them, Herald Sun, the Newsday out to the San Fran Chronicle, American Bandstand, your man, man's phenomenal. You from the Badlands, that shit there is comical. You from the burbs, just like me. We went to school together. Your first girlfriend's first name was Heather, and she kept telling me she was feeling me. Whatever, used to draw little pictures of me and her together. Said that we could have a son and that we could name him Trevor, but I never did nothing. I showed a little respect till I seen her at the dance. She kissed me on my neck. Hey, mama, won't you come here to Joshua? I will never. Never buy you Prada's, no seven, so ha, ha, ha They say that I act straight caca, I do And you can thank all my exes for shit that they put me through And ooh, it's a tragedy, huh, harsh reality F Fuck a deal, that's just a formality I hope that you don't wanna battle me I'm mean and I'm vicious and I'm dirty like I sleep in the ditches Plus my mouth is obscene, I say bitches, I say shit I say fuck, been this way since 15, damn it, listen And I won't put this mic down until I'm of age Until somebody pay me back for all these dudes that I pay Motherfucker So yo, here's what I'm thinking We at the crib, start drinking We buzzing, my phone play games tight You bugging, moaning Clothes come off slow, I'm zoning Now you got me stuck in the moment I gotta get up on it, I'm on it I'm Mike, Mike Jones And turn off the telephone and jump right on it Headboards banging like we doing it to my song Plus I'm a freak, so I'm like Don't care that the fight song, girl, I'm focused Yin Yang Twins, I call you Billy Ocean And you know why, no vulgarity My personality, match with yours And plus your mentality, a sexy car I can tell by how you walk in your sexy draw And it don't gotta be complex Because my body need to get next to yours And then touch, 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 touch. Oh yeah You can turn the lights off now Track jacket, single as fuck, X and sex back is. I take it back, bitch. Back to digital underground with two pack was fantastic. And all around the world, I had the same old sorry, regret a gobble. Goddamn, stop yo, old city Gestapo. What happened to the hot show? Up north's hard and down south's the car show. I ain't tryna sign to no motherfucking cacho. No disrespect, but cut the check. I need more than a hundred thousand and a six of backs. I need a lot of distribution and promotion. Next, watch me sit on my advance. Shit, the album's done. Got a couple guest spots, couple joints for hun, couple joints for sun, couple joints for dirt. Motherfucker, when will they learn? Man, it's my turn, and I'm Steezo the Fresh Fly. Yes, I think I'm the best, I probably am. At least the best unsigned, but I probably can. Get bigger than Tigger or Tom McCann. My lyrics controversial worth a hundred million bucks. Probably should call my album The Passion of the What. She wanted me to stick it in a. Total stick em up. Now you're mad cause your girl wanna lay with me. She's sleeping panties in a what's his name, baby T. But I won't let her lay with me. You're Mac in. Jimmy Joshua Lifestyle Durham to Manhattan. Like a full-blown opera Born in the heart of the Carolinas And part of the new crew of tastemakers Known as Jimmy Joshua We pacemakers, ain't no stopping us They say it's they just jocking us Wanna be part of us We writing the history that they just follow <laughs> Man, we do this all year. They sun up the sundown one month like Ramadan. We J I double M I E J 
And just like that, we had a new mixtape. For the CD cover, we went back to Fuse and his creative partner, Cactus, who had become our unofficial NC Bread art department. We remade the cover of the Neptune's album, Clones, by inserting me between Pharrell and Chad. I donned a Jimmy Joshua t-shirt and fit right between the two of them like a perfectly cut puzzle piece. Once the CD and cover were completed, we sent it off to be mass produced and got together to have a beer and discuss our plans for the release. We were higher off this project than we had ever been before. Yo, you know what, Bruce said. We can't just keep giving these joints out for free. We've given out over 20,000 copies and I've personally spoken to at least a thousand people who loved all of them. There's no way we can't move at least that or more for $5 a piece. I couldn't have agreed more. We raised our nostalgic 40 ounce Schlitz malt liquors to one another and toasted. We knew that this was where all of our hard work would start to pay off quite literally. Who cared that sites like LimeWire were making the idea of purchasing music practically extinct? We had worked diligently enough to create a fan base, and those fans were going to pay us back for the thousands and thousands of dollars we had spent out of our own pockets. We funded recording, paid people for beats, and manufactured three prior releases by working day jobs, all so people could have something to entertain them. It was time for them to help us keep the party going. Once the CD was back from manufacturing, Rue found a way to set up a payment method on our website and MySpace page. We offered free overnight shipping through a stolen FedEx number I had gotten from a friend who worked in a warehouse. We figured that it would only sweeten the $5 price tag we had on Star Wars. Rue typed up a press release and blasted it out to everyone on MySpace as well as to all of our friends and DJs around the country whose email addresses we had collected through the social media platform du jour. 
And for our last trick, we had John take our CDs to all of the same mixtape guys around New York City who had requested order after order of Blue Eyes in its prime. The stage was set, and now all we had to do was wait for the orders to start rolling in. John did his weekly rounds to all of the mixtape guys, but no one seemed to think the idea was groundbreaking enough to stock an unknown, while every established rapper seemed to be releasing a mixtape every other week. All the media sources that wrote up John's mixtape wouldn't so much as respond to his request to cover Star Wars, and frankly, we knew that John wasn't quite as enthusiastic about the CD as the ones he had full creative control over. Eventually, we got our first order, and then a second. When we looked to see who had purchased the CD, we learned that it was an old friend from college who was a giant supporter. The second went to her high school-aged younger brother, whom she had put onto our music. Then, after another few months, we got one more from someone Rue knew from High Point. That took our total sales count to three. Three CDs sold in a six-month period. Not 3,000, not 103, but three. Thousands of hours of labor, thousands of our personal dollars spent, and three CDs sold. We let the MySpace ad live for eternity, but no other orders ever came in. We had hundreds of fans we knew, and thousands more we didn't. We had people who called the radio stations, both commercial and college, to request my previous songs. But only three of them cared enough to spend $5 on Star Wars. It seemed that the hip-hop consumer had become a downloader. We shouldn't have been surprised. Neither Rue nor I had purchased music in years. The tides were changing. We knew it, yet we pretended like they weren't. The way people consume music was different, and we were still acting like it was 1998. We had lost in the same way that all the major labels were starting to, and we didn't know how to adjust. There was a saying that was becoming a thing in the rap industry, adapt or die. We thought we were smarter than everyone around us who had begun saying it, so we didn't try to change or stay ahead of the curve. Because we wouldn't adapt, there was unfortunately only one other choice. We let Star Wars die. <laughs>